Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, are you alive? Hallelujah. Praise God. We have another powerful testimony this morning of what God is doing. Last week we had amazing testimonies. And this morning we have another great testimony of what God is doing in the First Love Church. Without wasting time, let's welcome Oheneba Kusi upstage. Oh, put your hands together for Oheneba. Oheneba, welcome. Thank you. Tell us what the Lord is doing powerfully in your life. All right, thank you. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, everybody. Please, my name is Oheneba Kusi Amwa. I'm from Amanokrom constituency, also a film star, and then uh, a student of the prestigious Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It all happens... When I was growing up, I was very stubborn and very disrespectful. Uh, What I hated was you telling me not to do this. That's the exact thing I would do. So because of that, my my father didn't like me at all. So he used to beat me a lot. I remember when I was going to secondary school, he told me to come back early to the house so that he would escort me to the school. I didn't come early. So when I came, even on the day of going to school, he slapped me. And because of that, I harbored all those kind of beatings to uh, hatred. So I hated my father. Yes. Uh, It happened and continued even to the point that I completed university. He wanted me to come close, but I wasn't close to him at all. Uh, I learned how to drive. So when he was going somewhere, he, he was expecting me to be driving him so that he can have a chat with me, but I never yielded to any of those. So it happened that when I got admission to come to the Bible school, uh, on 2018, I came to school. When I needed money, I called him. So he gave me money. For that one day, I called, so he gave me money. But when I came to the school, my relationship with him still wasn't the best. Even after listening to these messages on uh, those who are proud and all those kind of messages. Still, I wasn't yielding to any change. But on the 2nd of February, 2020, at the First Love Center, Daddy preached a message titled, The Seven Powerful Effects of a Father. After, uh, in the initial remark that Daddy made was, Father's are the source of the things we are working for. That is what the initial remark that he made. And he went further and explained that we may be working so tirelessly to get certain things, but our father may be the source of those things. That might, it really pierced my heart. And then he went ahead and gave us the seven points 
One being that uh, fathers are stepping stones. Fathers have the power to bless. Fathers have the power to curse. After hearing that, Daddy made a profound statement again that uh, his father is dead. And he wished he could resurrect his father so that his father would bless him. As soon as he said that, it freaked me again. And I said, oh, if Daddy, whose father is dead, is wishing that his father will be alive to bless him, I'm having a father and I'm disrespecting him. It's not the best. So since that day, when we closed from the service, I went outside and picked my phone. And I called my father. And I apologized to him. And what he told me, what he told me was that he has forgiven me already because he was also praying for me to come back to my senses. Wow. Yes. yes. And so I, 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 I scheduled my time that I soaked that message for two weeks continuously. After the Sunday, I soaked the message for two solid weeks. After that, I, I, I scheduled to call my father every day. So I started calling him every day. And he was born on Tuesday. So every Tuesday, I will fast and I will call him in the evening and pray for him. I'm still doing it. Wow. Yes. And by the grace of God, within a space of about nine months, everything and my life started changing. Uh, yes. I remember December uh, 2019, I went to Bishop Hima and told him that I want to marry. But right now, I'm still in school. I'm still in school, so I don't know how to go about it. So he prayed for me, and he prophesied into my life that my wedding is going to be catered for. Somebody is going to sponsor it. That is what Bishop Ima told me. So I went ahead. I, I, I went ahead and then also informed Reverend Dr. Kuma and the wife about it. They also prayed for me and encouraged me. Yeah. He's not here. So, so one of the days I was communicating with my father and he asked me, don't you have plans of getting married? Your father? Yes. Who you had been disrespecting? Yes, he asked me about that. Don't you have a plans of getting married? And I said, yes, I have, but I'm thinking that I'm still in school. So I don't know how I'm going to cater for myself and then my wife. And he said, that is not a problem. Whenever I'm ready, he's also ready to help me. He's ready to sponsor your yes, wedding. Yes. Whilst you are in school. Yes. So he, 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 he brought delegation and then we went to see my beloved parents. Yes, uh, at Takrade. We went there to see them. And then from uh, during the corona season, 8th of August last year, by the grace of God, I got married. Wow. Yeah. My, my Put wife your hands right together here. For, Lord, for the Lord. My wife Once is others right were postponing their weddings. Oh, your wife Please is come. here. Yes. Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Ohine, come, come, come up. You can wow. see the pictures too. All the way. Yes. Wow, beautiful. So whilst people were postponing their marriages in the corona season, he, through the blessing and the words of a father, was getting married. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Amazing testimony. In addition to that, my daddy didn't only sponsor the wedding. He gave me a fully furnished three-bedroom house. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. He gave you. Yes, that is it. That's that's the house. Yes. Three-bedroom house. Yes, please. At your the, age. Yes. The only thing I took to the house is my bag and my wife. Wow. Put your hands together for Jesus. Come on. What an amazing testimony. He 
he took his wife and a handbag into a three bedroom house because of the words of a father. Come on. Hallelujah. And in addition to oh, that. Oh, there's more. Yes, there there's is more. more. Come he, on. he gave me a car to start life what? with. A car. A that, that's a car. No, no, no. Toyota. A, a Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz. GLK 350. Mercedes Benz. Yes. yes. That is somebody's dream car. That is it. Mercedes Benz GLK. And since he knew that I'm in school to become a pastor, he says uh, he has always been thinking what best he can do to help me, like to sponsor whatever I do in ministry. So I remember Daddy also telling us that when he started ministry, he was into deeper tracks. Okay. Yes. So when my father was discussing it with me, one day I was there, he told me, I'll buy a tipper truck for you. Ah. Oh, and, it is. and by the grace of God, last month, that's the tipper truck. This is the tipper truck. Yes. Come on, why are you sitting down like that? This is a tipper truck. Hallelujah. Look, wait, wait, How much does it? Yes. Wait, is it a second-hand tipper truck? No, 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 no. It's never a second-hand. It's a brand new. Brand new tipper truck. We, we ordered it straight from China. Straight from China. Yes. How much does and, a tipper truck and cost? And when like? the uh, at the time, the car costed uh, 445,000 Ghana cities. 445,000? That is 4.4 billion Ghana cities. With insurance? Uh, yes, yes. The old With cities. the insurance? No, no, no. The insurance Without insurance. The, the insurance alone cost 30,000 Ghana Come cities. on, put your hands together for Jesus. Yes. What a testimony. A house, three-bedroom house. Yes, please. Married in the corona season. Yes, so, a Mercedes-Benz GLK. Yes, please. And now a Tipper truck. Yes, I, I, I want to thank Daddy so much. Daddy, God bless you. You are a blessing to me. Thank you for building an institution like Anakazo and giving us pastors according to your own heart who are feeding us and prophesying unto our lives. Daddy, you are a blessing. And I salute you and I love you so much. God bless you. Oh, put your hands together for anybody. Put your hands together for... Um, that's a very very powerful testimony and that you want to say wow descending with his wife one day you also be married in Jesus name through the words of the prophet that you want to say thank you very much and happy Father's Day in advance your words are changing our lives they are prospering us and we thank you in Jesus name God bless us Put your hands together for such an amazing, amazing testimony. What a blessing. Wow. I'm so excited to be here. And this morning, we have in our own great hall, our pastor and our anointed. I mean, it just took a message, oh, a message from the anointed to change and to transform the life of this young man. Can you imagine? And tonight, uh, this morning, our pastor is here. He's about to preach that same message with that same power, with that same grace. And I believe that your life will never be the same. If you are ready, I am very ready. I am excited. Are you excited? Are you ready to declare your faith that nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God? Come on, lift your voice.
stand to your feet and join us. Let's sing this song. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Hearken to the voice of God to be. Is there anything to have me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His words. For everything, oh everything, yes everything is possible with God. Nothing is impossible when you put Thank you for this opportunity. Bless us in these few moments and fill our hearts and our lives with your mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your love for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. What a blessing to be here at this amazing Anakazo service. Amen. Now, this morning, my subject is uh, many are called. That is what I'm preaching about here. Many are called. Brighter, a little brighter. Treble, if you're controlling the sound. Thank you. Now, Many are called. Hallelujah. Now, the fact that you are called by God is very important for you to have in your mind. That was an amazing testimony, by the way. Amen. And, you know, um, the statement that the young man, what's his name again? Oheniba made in that statement that the things you are working for and the things you are fighting for, they, they will come to you from your father. It's true. And that is what is called inheritance. And what you are fighting for, or sometimes even fighting against, do you see, the source of it is even your father. Whichever father it is that God gives you. One of the mysteries that I find, and I, and I pray next time you travel abroad, because you'll be traveling abroad in your life. I said you'll be traveling abroad in your life. Amen.
Those on this side, hello, is it? Yes, next to you, somebody in a yellow shirt. He's not even looking at me. Are you, are you looking at the phone? Don't look at the phone, huh? When I'm preaching. I said you'll be traveling abroad. The, the man in the yellow t-shirt, lift your hand. The little boy in the yellow t-shirt, yeah, lift your hand and say amen. Very good. I'm talking to you. I can see. You see, I can see you just as you can see me. I can see you. Now, when you next time travel abroad, one of the things about the high streets and the streets of many countries, whether Russia, Moscow, I was one time driving through Moscow. I was just looking. You'll be there. You'll be there. Don't worry. You'll be there. You are a traveler. Now, one of the things as you drive through the streets is that you notice, but you, you will not notice until you count. You notice that almost every building is about four stories high. Yes. And you notice that these are the initial remarks. Remember when he came, he said that the initial remarks that I made. Yes. Yes. Profound statements. The initial remarks. And you'll notice that almost everybody is false story, but they are joined together. So you don't notice the height. Uh-huh. Now, as you drive through, what you don't realize is that all those houses belong to people. They were not newly built. Whether it's Italy, England, America. As for America, in their, their Manhattan downtown, the buildings are like into the sky and it goes for miles. It's an amazing sight to see. Yeah. You'll definitely be there. What struck me one day by the Holy Spirit was that these houses belong to older families that have died and passed these things on. No particular person built it recently. So the real wealth and the ownership of these places is in families that have passed on. So the real wealth is inherited. Real wealth is inherited wealth. It's not end wealth like on the go. Yes. It's true. It's always handed down. And real anointing is also inherited anointing. Yes. It's all by associating And you see, and so Satan makes you quarrel or fight the very thing that has everything that you are looking for here. It is here. Your tipper track, your house, your your business, your car, your marriage, your wedding, your everything. Satan makes you fight it, hate it, be angry with it. Be irritated with it. Disrespect it. What attack it? What you need? And what is the source of everything? So that is why you should, if I am your father, 
in the ministry, in the spirit, or whatever, you should be aware that Satan is one day, if not today, tomorrow, one day, may try to make you angry with me, or hate me, or fight me, or be hurt from me, because I would be a source. Yes. I, I don't know, when I say source, I don't mean that I will take money and give it to you. No, 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 that's not what it means. Then you are, you are, you are, you are childish. Yes. You are childish. But you are limited in your understanding that through this person, yes, is something that I actually am looking for will come through this person that Satan will now want to disrupt your relationship with the person. So you need to watch out. Yeah, because it's a trick not for even those in the ministry. It's a trick in the world. Yes. It's a trick in life. As a father, I've watched people work hard for things. Even recently, some people were clamoring about whatever. Everything they could ever get or want, it is something I just take like this and give to you. Hand it over to you in one second. You just watch them led by demons to fight their own father. Yes. And cross the line of no return. Yes. So, make sure that you be careful because there is a line of no return. Yes. Now, he, let's move into the calling. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, verse 9, it says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose? So here we learned last week that salvation and calling are together like fish and chips, banco and okro, kinke and fish, pork and yam. Huh? Jollof and chicken. Beans and plantain. You can fufu and soup. I can give you fufu without the soup. You will not be happy. It's like giving you salvation without your calling. If I give you fufu without the soup, it's like salvation without your calling. Or kinke without fish. The real something is the fish. The fish and chips. The real something is the fish. Those who know McDonald's, McDonald's, there's a hamburger and there's chips. It doesn't just go a hamburger without anything. So, you must recognize that God calls the smallest, youngest child. Yes, the smallest, youngest child. In fact, I rarely meet anybody who was not called when they were young. Yes. Even Derek Prince, you know, I, I used to think that he, st- he was in the, in the ministry when he was older. 
But actually, he was 25 years old when God called him supernaturally and saved him and called him. Yeah. Yeah, saved and called. So, the fact that you are nice and beautiful and young, do you see? You see, God also wants somebody who is small, young, cute, lovable, careable for. How many want something that is young and cute and lovable? Yes. Careable for. You see, when you are bigger than the man, it's not so easy to, to, to care for you. God wants something that he can care for, cuddle, hold, love, embellish with gifts and carry. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yes. So, if you are young, how many are young here? Uh, You see, have you been saved? Then you have also been called. Yes, you've been saved and called. Not just saved. Are you glad you are saved? Are you glad you are called? Amen. Now, I want to show you something in Romans chapter 1. Go to Romans chapter 1. And I'll show you that calling is a very important thing. You will notice here that Apostle Paul, writing his famous letter to the Romans, starts to mention calling. He was not even talking to a pastor. And you see how many times he mentions calling. In just a few verses, he's always saying calling, 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 calling. Verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Yeah. Separated unto the gospel of God. The gospel of God. Ah, this is your work. The gospel of God. Not to be spreading stories, lies, and taking things out of context. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The gospel of God. Verse 2. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scriptures. Amazing. Verse 3. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Amen. Declared to be the son of God with power. He's talking about God and Jesus Christ what he was called to talk about. Declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now this is why you must always pray for the spirit of holiness. Because if you don't pray for the spirit of holiness, you will not be holy. You can't be holy in the natural. How many have realized that you are not naturally holy? How many feel that you are naturally unholy? Raise your hand if you naturally become unholy. Those of you over here with the brother in the yellow shirt, I need to see your hand if you understand my message. Yes. Are you not naturally unholy? 
Like if you are there now, you become an old. It is like smelling. If you just stay without doing anything, by the evening you'll be what? Smelling. Naturally. So you are not naturally smelling like a, 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 a rose or smelling like some perfume. It's not natural. It's the spirit of holiness who makes you holy. The spirit of truth makes you truthful. The spirit of God makes you godly. The spirit of power makes you powerful. The spirit of love makes you loving. And the spirit of holiness makes you holy. So always pray for the spirit of holiness. And without the spirit of holiness, you can't do much. Yes, because there will be no foundation to stand on to preach. Yes. Because you'll be standing on rottenness. You'll be standing on hypocrisy. You'll be standing on emptiness. And you have nothing that holds you up. So you must pray for the spirit of holiness. Anyway, that's just by the way. Verse 5, we are talking about calling. By whom we have received grace and apostleship. Wow. Grace and apostleship. Hmm? We, not just him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations. You see, we are called to all nations. That's why our work is not finished. If all of us here are going to be obedient, you will be a traveler by all means because there are nations involved. Nations. There are many nations. There's no, God's word is for nations. If only you will be obedient, you will see many nations. Sometimes I think of the countries I've seen. You know, the other time moment I was telling you that I was working in Moscow. Yeah, I was wondering, I mean, how did I get to Moscow? I was driving in Moscow. Then I noticed the sand, you know, the Moscow sand, like the, the gravel, the sand, you know, outside. I noticed it because that's what Hitler got stuck in. He got stuck in the mud. Is it the Moscow, when it rains, it's very difficult mud. So all the cars and everything got stuck. Yes. So I noticed it when I was in Moscow. Yeah, I said, ah, this thing, when it rains on, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. You'll soon be seeing all these things. Yeah. Apostleship among all nations. A, a person who accepts a call accepts something very international. Oh, yes. Very inter- no matter where you are based, do you see, it is always a calling to the nations. Yes. No matter which corner of the world you are, you are in. Yes. It's always a calling to nations. Verse 6. Beautiful. Among whom you also are called. You are also the called. So Paul was saying, I'm called to call to call to. Then he said, you also. I'm called, called, called. I'm apostle this nation. Then he said, you also. You also. Tell somebody, you also. You also. You also are the called. Hmm. So if apostle Paul himself is talking about how he's called, he's mentioning all these big words, obedience to faith, nations, spirit of holiness, and then, then he turns and says, you also. Yeah, you also. 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 
you also have this calling. Yes. Among whom are ye also the called. Not saved, called. Yeah. I don't doubt anybody is called. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. No matter how you perform, it, ne- it never changes my mind about somebody that the person is called. Yes. Even if you don't do well, it doesn't change my mind that you are called. Because I know that you are called. If only you be humble, eventually your calling will be clear. If you be humble. Yes. Verse 7. To all that are in Rome, I'm writing to all that are in Rome, beloved of God, called. Again, he's talking about all the people that are in Rome. Called. Called. To be saints. Amazing. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. So in seven verses, he mentions called three times. Called, 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 called. You also call. You also call. Call in Rome. Everybody call, call. The call of God is the precious fish that is added to the kinky. It's the precious chicken that is added to the chips or to the jollof rice. It's the precious what? Soup that is added to this fufu. I don't know if you know why people eat fufu, but it is some people's delight. Yes. <laughs> it is the goosey, goosey soup, a goosey soup that is added to the eba. It is the meat that is added to the pap. You see, some of you are not international. You only know one thing. But you will soon be international. If you follow your calling, there are a few places you will not go to in your life. Yes. Yesterday I got some pictures from Cairo, Egypt. Yes. 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 Our pastor is there having meetings with the pastors. amazing so you must accept your calling to God now one important thing that I want you to get in the many are called is that your calling begins or defines your relationship with God yes your calling begins a relationship with God. In fact, your relationship with God is based on your calling. You see, your relationship even with me is based on your calling and the position that you have, the work that you do. If you are made to occupy a certain position, it makes you relate with me. Yes. You are not in your position or in a particular position. I have almost no relationship with you. So your work defines your relationship. Because my, my relationships are working relationships. Yes. 
My relationships are working relationships. And God's relationships are also working relationships. One time I was sending somebody to a mission. They said, oh, he's going to be sad because he's going to be far away. I said, no. You, you may be 10,000 miles away if you are working in a colony. You become closer than somebody who is just 100 meters away but is not called and is not part of the work. Yes. Because you end up relating with people that you are working with. Yes. So when God calls you, he's calling you to work with him. He's calling you to work with him and to work for him. He's calling you to begin a relationship with him. Yes. And all your relationships with God is determined by your readiness to add it to your mind that calling is real. Yes. And that you are not just a Christian. Yeah. Your relationships with God, deeper relationships and friendships. You know, like God told, um, uh, what's his name? Were you not afraid to speak about him? He told Miriam and Aaron, you were not afraid, seeing that I, this, I talked with him. I talked to him face to face. You were not afraid to talk about him in that way. So, there is a relationship with God and Moses because Moses was bringing out his precious called chosen people and bringing them out of, the, out of uh, Egypt and bringing them to the promised land. Something that God was doing supernaturally. And his main man was Moses, whom he called. And so now he, God established a deep relationship with Moses. He used to talk to him face to face. He used to have a wild relationship with him because he was working directly with Moses. And if you read Exodus, you see that verse, and the Lord said unto Moses, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and the Lord spake, you never see the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, or the Lord spake unto this one, saying, or the Lord spake unto Moses' children. No, the Lord spake unto, we don't even hear Moses' children's name. The Lord spoke unto Moses, and the Lord spoke unto Moses. And almost every chapter begins with that in Exodus. Because you're obeying the call, all right, starts the relationship. The Lord spoke unto Moses. Look at it. The Lord spoke unto Moses. Numbers, Exodus. You see all there. The Lord spoke unto Moses. And the Lord spoke unto Moses. 31. Many, many, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, the, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Numbers 27, Numbers 28, Numbers 26, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, It's like the relationship begins. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, If you say yes to the call, suddenly you are working with him. It's true. Let's take this brother. Your wife works in the church, but you don't work in the church, isn't it? You don't work in the ministry, but your wife works in it. So I have a greater relationship with your wife than with you. Because I don't, I, I don't see you in the world. I don't have any... If I see you, apart from good afternoon, good morning, how is life? Is okay? Everything all right? You okay? How is your job? How is this? Finish. 
as the weather, who won the match, finish. <laughs> yes. But the day that you start to obey your calling, you see. <laughs> Yes. There is something more to say. Because your calling opens up your relationship with God. It opens up your relationship. There's, there's something to say. There's something to talk about. There's something to deal with. Yes. Yes. Because you are working in your calling. The Lord spake unto Moses. The Lord spake unto Moses. The Lord spake unto Moses. As soon as God called him in the burning bush, he said, yes, Lord, I'll go. Do you see? Then this one started. Talking, 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 calling, talking, texting, calling, calling, telling. This, this, that, this, this, that, this, this, that, this, this, that, this, this. So it's not about the distance. Not about the distance. It's not about the distance. It's a working relationship. Which is the main thing. Yes. Yes. You will always have a deeper relationship with somebody you are working with. Yes. You always have a deeper relationship with somebody you are working with. Yes. So this calling is trying to open up relationships. A great relationship between you and God. And never say no to that deep relationship. And anytime there's something more to do, you must be, yes, what about this part? Uh, Yes, what about this part? What about this one? Is there another thing to do? Rather than always trying to hide when they are calling for somebody that you are sitting at the back, you are putting your hand down. You must always be, oh, you are looking for somebody for, is it possible I can? Yes. Yes. Ah. So the call of God is a call to a wild relationship. If the president of Ghana calls you and says, I need you to be a spokesman in Mampong. He said, spokesman, me? Sp- spokesman in Mampong. For what? He said, oh yeah, I need you as a spokesperson. So wow. Then, okay. so, well, you, as soon as you say yes, then it means what? The next time, there, there's a call to explain what you have to say. There has to be a meeting. And before you realize, you one day be saying, I've been going for meetings at Jubilee House all the time. Because I was called to be a spokesman in Mampong. And I mean, every time I have to go to Jubilee House to hear, I said yes, I have to hear what they want me to say. Yeah. So, never withdraw from your call. Once you are saved, you must always be looking for my calling. Every day your mind must be on your calling. What has God called me to do? What has God called me to do? What has God called me to do? What will he want me to do? What can I do? Hmm. And I tell you, the more you shine in one job, you'll be found worthy of other jobs. Yes. That's why you, 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 you are supposed to be faithful with your calling. 
Because as you keep faithful in one little thing that you are given to do. So, yes, I realize you are very good at being a spokesman in Mampong. I want to add the two, uh, a Kropong and Tutu as well. I want you to be a spokesman, a Kropong and Tutu. Yes. I want to accept because I realize that you, you, you have made the people of Mampong like me and vote for me. So I want you to add this other time. Before you realize, they'll be calling. So, no, I want you to take the whole mountains. Before you realize, they're calling. I want you to come on television and speak for me. Before you realize, they are taking you on some foreign trip so that you speak to the, the foreigners about me. Wow. So you must not reject the call. You must have it in your head. That's the call of God. Amen. Since I got saved, that is the number one thing on my mind. What is my calling? I live for my calling. I live for my calling. Sit down. Now, what are the relationships that are developed, all right, in the calling? Number one, Luke chapter 19 and verse 5. Luke chapter 19 and verse 5. And Jesus came to him and said, unto him. Zacchaeus make haste. Huh? Make haste for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when he saw it they all murmured saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of the goods I give to my poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusations, I restore him fourfold. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters, Zacchaeus, when we go to Jerusalem, when we go to Israel, you see a sycamore tree in Jericho. And Zacchaeus was the one up on that tree because he was short. And when Jesus called him, Zacchaeus, by name, I'm sure he almost fell out of the tree when they called his name. Zacchaeus! he know me? He knows you, Papa. He knows you very well. He knows you very well. Even the person next to you may not know your name. Check with your neighbor whether he knows your name. Check with your neighbor. Do you know my name? Introduce yourself. Say, please, my name is this and I want to be your friend. Zacchaeus! Come down. Today, I abide at that. So when God calls you, 
a new relationship is formed. I'm coming to your house. Yes, I'm coming to your house. Wow. I'm coming. God is in my house. Oh, yes. And he's in your house too. Once you listen. If Zacchaeus was said, you can't, you, can't just, you can't just say you come to my house without invitation. I have to inform my wife first. It's not, I mean, everybody, you can just go to a house. You don't, you have manners. You have to know, wow, sorry, sorry. Small visit to your house, look at how you are talking. If Zacchaeus had said, why don't you go and rent a hotel? Do you know what I have space in my house? How do you, whatever? Sorry. Sorry. But when you say yes to the call, Jesus comes closer and closer and closer. And you'll be surprised that he's now sleeping in this room and you are sleeping in this room. Wow. (laughs) And he's eating with you. Yes. I mean, have I eaten with you before? Have I sat down to eat with you before? Have I sat down to eat with you before? Have I not drank tea with you before? Yes. Yes. You know, when you eat with somebody, it shows you are close to the person. Jesus wants to, Jesus is this closey type of close people. He's this type of into you people. Yes. He's like, he's personal. He's a personalistic person. <laughs> that is why you notice, you can even come for a camp meeting where you are preaching about everything else. You notice that your personal life, something goes into it. Have you not noticed? In fact, it's as though even as if the camp is about your personal things. maybe officially they say it's about why are you not a missionary but before you realize it is you that is going into your things (laughs) it's like the points are something official but it is deeper going into your life and how your things are do you know why because your your life and your ministry is your, your ministry is your life how you are how things are going yeah if things are not well you can't have a ministry Things have to be well in secret. For it's to be well out there. Amen. Amen. Jesus said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down. Today, I'm coming to your house. And so, when you accept the call, you are accepting Jesus to become very close to you. Come into your house. Come deeper into your life. Be part of every experience you have from the time you accept a call. Personal is all very, very important to God. And I've noticed, once somebody is either a bishop or a pastor in my church or working with me, the person's personal issues, you will notice from student in school, and beloved, and that's why those terms where beloved is, so they are very common terms in other because these are the main things. Yes. You know, one day I was talking with a prophet because I, I, was, I was wondering 
I was asking that, how do you have sometimes visions about people? Because I had noticed something that if I'm close to somebody, it seems that I can have a vision about the person. And he said to me that if he's with somebody and he talks with the person for some time, he, he noticed that he can have a vision about the person. Yeah. And, and that's why sometimes you can lay hands on somebody or be in the presence of somebody and then you start to have visions and dreams and word of knowledge about the person. Yes. So that's why Jesus coming close into a house, it will change everything because it's like your inner issues. He will not just allow you to be there and turn into a, a, a perverted monster. It's like he will come into your things, your depression, your sexual life. That's why sex is a major discussion. Yes. Your money how you live, your behavior, he will not just praise you. Yeah. Oh, yes. He will not just go, praises, 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 <laughs> praises. No. He'll be talking to you. So, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. Now, notice verse 6. And he made haste and came down and received him grudgingly. Oh. Are you going to receive Jesus grudgingly or willingly and joyfully? He received him happily. He said, oh, please, come. It is my honor. Come. That's how to respond to the call of God. Verse 7. And when they saw it, they all murmured. Jealous people. People are jealous when you are brought close. People are jealous when you are accepted. You know, people are jealous of you because you are called. Yes, your calling makes people jealous. Yes. People are always envious. A lot of things that people do is envy. Envy and jealousy. Jesus was crucified because of envy. Anybody who is successful has a lot of people envying the person. And a lot of, they have reasons, official reasons for what they are doing, but it's all jealousy. Skin pain. Painful skin. So, they murmured and they said, this man has gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. Wow, Jesus is your guest. Then Zacchaeus stood. No one preached to him. You see, once Jesus is near you, bad things will start going out of you. Yes, bad things will start going out of you. He was just eating with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus himself stood and said, Lord, half of my, my money there, I know at least half is not the correct money. <laughs> no one said anything. No. He himself knew that this one, it is over. It's the end of all these bad things. And that is how the closeness of Jesus in your life is going to bring an end to all your evil ways and all your sins. Nobody will even talk about it. But you see that the thing is coming out of you. So he said, if I've taken all my things, I can feel that half of my, my money is not good money. Then if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation. Because when you are a devil, you falsely accuse people. And you accuse people to take something. You want to take from their reputation or take something good from them or take from their finances through false accusations. 
And he said, all my false accusations, I myself repent of them. And I restore him fourfold. So when you accept the call of God, you are accepting Jesus into your house to have a new relationship with you, take away your evil ways, your sinful things, and nobody will even tell you. You know yourself because the Holy Spirit in you is always convicting you of your badness. And then you are freed. And I've noticed, you know, when people don't accept the call of God, they often backslide. They often become demonized. Yes. Yes. There are people I, I know today They are completely demon-possessed because they did not follow the call of God. They rejected the call of God or they did not accept and humble themselves. So they become possessed with devils. Turn to the nearest young person. In fact, get up and find the nearest young person and warn the person that if you don't accept the call of God, a lot of evil things can happen to you. Be, Be careful. Be very careful. Find somebody who, is, who looks young and, and warn the person that if you don't accept the call of God, something terrible. Hmm. All the people on, listen, all the people on this side, nobody is talking to them. The children are on this side. Beautiful. First Samuel chapter three. First Samuel chapter three. Verse one. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days and there was no open vision and it came to pass that Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim and he could not see and before the lamp of God went out in the temple where the ark was and Samuel was laid down to sleep and the Lord called Samuel And he said, he answered, here am I. Here am I. Amen. Brothers and sisters, a little boy, if you accept the call of God, like Samuel, your life, your relationship with God will change from the time that you are a little boy. Not as a, look, I just want to say something to all of us, because we are young. People think that when you are old, you are good. Do you see? Like when you are old, you are good. It's not true. No. A lot of older people have many bad things, complex problems, I tell you. 
I'll prefer to be working in the midst of young people with young people's problems than old people with old people's problems. Yes. You know, sit down, sit down so that I can see you. You know, one day I visited a church and the pastor told me, all my members, hello, 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 are you okay? The pastor told me, all my members are old people. And I, when I preach, they don't understand, they don't flow. Amen. Amen. He said, I wish I had young members like you. So when you are young, even though you have problems, how many young people have problems? You have problems also? Yes. Even though you have problems, do you see, God can still use you. Amen? Amen? God can use you. And God can do great things with you. So God called Samuel as a small boy. Hey. Small boy. He was a servant to the prophet. He was just in the church. His work was cleaning, wiping, fetching water. Because in those days there was no running water. Fetching water, putting on lamps, light, lighting with matches, and so on. That was his work. And God called him. And God was about to change his relationship with him. So I'm going to. Derek Prince says the call of God is like you are walking horizontally and then a vertical line comes from above to intersect with the horizontal line. Yes. You are walking horizontally and a vertical line comes to intersect with you to create a vertical upward connection. Yes. That's the call of God. Yes. <laughs> it's true. You are walking on your normal horizontal plane of life and then a vertical line comes to intersect with your normal horizontal life. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And so this small boy is walking on a normal as a normal small boy, normal small boy, normal small boy. Normal, so not there. A vertical line comes to intersect and suddenly, even though you are a small boy with no hope in this world, God's calling changes the relationship and he's just about to have wild, wild visions and he's about to be told mature things. God wanted to tell him that, you see this old prophet, he's going to die. And his children. I mean, these are serious things. Yes. <laughs> so you're about to become mature even though you are young. Can you handle mature things even though you are young? Yes. Mature things even though you are young. Yes. So, you know, that's why when I look at young faces, I have so much excitement, so much hope. You know, my wedding, my wedding, when I got married, you know, the chairman for the wedding was an uncle, an uncle to my wife. He said, he said, if this is the future, because everybody was young, young, young people, if this is the future, then there's, he feels there's so much hope. He has not seen such young people with faith and how old were we? We were in our twenties. We're getting married. Everybody was a 20-something-year-old. Nobody was even 28. 
28 when we were mature bones. <laughs> 20s, early 20s, mid-20s. Yes, everybody. There was no old pastor or even 28-year-old. Nobody was there like that. So he said, if this is the future, there is a lot of hope. So I am here to tell you that God changes his relationship with small boys and small girls. And you become mature as though you are a very high grown-up by just accepting the call of God. Some of you will even notice that in your houses, eh, your mother or your father will call you for advice. Has it happened to you before? Just because of your calling, suddenly they see you as, even though you are not the oldest, they start to see you as a type of mature person. Before you realize, they'll be calling you for what? Marriage counseling. Like your parents, you'll be doing marriage counseling for your parents. Yes. One of my pastors, he was, he was telling me that when he goes home, he has to sit down for marriage counseling for his father and his mother. He has to counsel them. Because they will be talking. The father will say all his complaints. You see, this is what I don't like. This is what it is. Talk to your mother. And the mother will also to talk to your father. And then he will be counseling them. The one who gave birth to them. To him. <laughs> How many want to change your relationship with God like this? And suddenly it, you just become a wonderful thing just because of the call so keep the call of God on your, la- on your heart See, then I want to tell you a sad story you know one day there was a brother who had this type of calling and after some years you know he was in secondary school and he was so zealous everybody knew in secondary school that is from three, four, five, everyone knew that this is a preacher. Because the calling is like this Samuel. So, even when he went to university, he told his father, I cannot continue the university. I need to be in the ministry. But his father did not allow him, so he finished the university. Then he entered into the ministry. You see, one day, he was offended by something. And when he was offended, he suddenly, abruptly wrote a letter and said goodbye. Now, when he wrote the letter, I felt very sad. But there was only one thing on my mind. And my mind was that, does your calling not mean anything to you? Even if you are offended or even if there is something wrong or even if there is something you don't understand, is your calling not important to you? To me, your calling must be because God has called me, I have to fulfill my calling and this is where I will fulfill my calling. And in this case, the brother was not like, he was not like leaving to go and start a church. He was going to find a, a job to work in the secular world. And this is somebody who from secondary school, everybody knew that he was called. You you can never be with him without knowing that he's called. How do you suddenly walk away from your original calling? We have a song like that. You can't go away from your original calling. Yes. 
Time is passing by. Make sure, my dear friends, that you never walk away from your original call. Let the calling be very important. Say, no, God called me. 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 God called me. I can't, I can't go this way, that way. God called me. Even if I'm angry, I can't go this way, this way, that way. God called me. I must fulfill my calling. Don't let anything take you away from your calling. When I got married, my mother-in-law, that is my wife's um, mother, hey, she was not happy that I was going to be a pastor. Hey. She was always talking. And she's a teacher, so we call her police teacher. She said, why? Why? You have to go, have to, go to work at the hospital. I said, no, I cannot. I, I'm going into, I mean, the ministry. God has called me. Do you understand? My calling is so important to me. Your calling is, is you are there, you look at you, small boy, and God, you hear a voice, Samuel, Samuel, and then you say, here am I, and then you don't mind that thing again. You don't mind it again and you walk on in your life as though it never happened. As though never, God never saved you and God never called you. You just walk away from it. You walk away from your original calling. The song says you can't walk away from your original calling. When the calling comes to you as a small child, salvation and calling, you must know God has called me too. God has called me too. God has called me. I'll do something for my God before I see him. After 14 years, after 14 years, this brother who made this decision to just put aside the ministry came back to say, I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. It's a long time. A long time passing by. And he said, I want to come back to my original calling. I want to be my original calling. Don't let the enemy steal your precious life and the precious years and the precious gaps of your life through anything that is wrong or anything. Because you see, even your leaders can make mistakes. So when they make a mistake, they may make a mistake. And so what? Do you not also make mistakes? You also have one chance to be a father. Your first opportunity to be a mother. Yes. And it may not be a mistake. It may be the right thing. (laughs) So please, take it serious and Samuel. Samuel. Sammy, are you listening to me? Samuel. Every young person here is Samuel today. I say, Samuel, take the thing seriously. Okay? Samuel, are you listening to me? Samuel, are you listening to me? I say, take it seriously. It's not a childhood dream that you had because you had a, a bad dream or you didn't sleep well. It's true. It's real. It's real. You can't walk away from your original calling. 
The fact that you receive it as a small boy doesn't make it less real. It is wild. It is real. Here am I. Now God has a plan. He's now going to start giving you prophetic words and showing you visions and dreams. And you say you don't want all that. So your calling, you see that it changes the relationship that you have with God. Amen. The third one, I've given you Zacchaeus and Samuel, and now I'm giving you no other person than 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 1. Paul. He says, therefore, seeing we have received this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. You see, to be called is to be shown mercy. God says, I won't think about that thing again. I would what? Think about those things again when I see you. Hey! When I say I will not think about those things, your minds are going to so many things. (laughs) That's the meaning of mercy. Yes. Now, I always remember this prostitute. It's a true story. She was a prostitute. She had an office and a a cubicle. And her customers, because they were cubicles, her customers sit in a queue outside. So like all these guys here. No, no, God forbid. God forbid. But sit down. I want to explain something. I don't know if you can imagine it. So in in the documentary that I saw, like the guys were sitting down the whole line. Everybody was waiting for his turn. Yes. And each one goes in. They have a, they have a formula. The time, the time, the amount, how much, what you can do, and all the things. Yes. So they were all, they used to sit in queue. Every day she goes to work. They come in one after the other. One after It's from Monday to Friday. Yes. And the guys were the different types. Some with beards, some with big stomachs, some with, I mean. Now one day, one of the people in the queue, when it was his turn and he went in, she was getting ready to do her work. She said, he said, no, no, no. That's not why I'm here. He said, why? He said, I want to marry you. He said, What? You want to marry? He said, yes, I want to marry you. He said, I love you. I'm I'm one of your customers. I was here last week and I've come this week. So I want to marry you. Yes, and there are people coming behind and everything. No, he said, if you see, you'll be amazed. Hey! He said, I want to marry you. She didn't believe it she was talking i mean then he said well okay it's okay I, I, she said no 
So he came again next month. He came again. Another time he came again. When he came, he just said, oh, I want to. I mean, everybody is waiting. Those who came before, every, it's like, and it's, so he was, what it was, he was giving her a calling to be his wife. You see, and what does the calling mean? It says, therefore, since we have received ministry, as we have received mercy. A mercy means I won't, all this, as I was in the queue, the guys who went before they came out licking their lips and other things, I will not remember anything. It doesn't matter to me at all. Only you, I just want only you. Ah, this is something, eh? This is something. Yes. It's a true story. It's a true story. And after some time, I don't know how long, because she didn't say yes for some time, but after some time, she, 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 she agreed. I think it took some, I don't, I took more than even a year. He was coming all the time. She said no, she would do her job as a prostitute. Yes. That's, that's the meaning of you being called. When God is calling, he's pouring his oil. So I'm not thinking about certain things. God is always saying, and my mind is not on certain things. Hey! hey! How many want God to not put his mind on certain things? I will relate with you without thinking about certain things. He's changing his relationship with you. Your calling changes your relationship. It defines your relationship with God. It's calling to a working relationship. Yes. And because you are called to a working relationship with him, do you see, you are called to work. You have a working relationship with him. Yeah. And now he doesn't remember. Because when he remembers, every time he remembers, he says, are you? Are you not the one who were doing this like this? And that way, with that and those and this and them you are now bowing down your heads wow it says since we have received this ministry as we have received mercy mercy means it doesn't matter at all at all it doesn't matter at all in fact it even makes you nicer Wow. And I've seen more than one before. Yes. One day I went somewhere in a city in Europe and there were some prostitutes there. Mm-hmm. I went into a shop and the man told me that, oh, this one, his wife, his husband drops her for work. Yes. <laughs> that one, he married her and she continued. Her work. Like that's her work. Her husband drops her for work and goes back. It's an A1 husband. I don't know whether it's A1 or what. Isaiah chapter 6. Beautiful. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. Wow. 
You know, no matter what is happening in the physical world, your calling is going on. Yes. Because King Uzziah has died, but the calling and the visions are going on. Verse 2. Above it were seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain his feet. And one cried unto the Lord, to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Now the house is filled with smoke. These are the things that are happening in the heavenly places. There's a realm. There's a realm where God is. It's not what is happening in this world that matters. It's what's happening there that matters. King Uzziah may be dead. There may be crises and physical things that are happening. But what is happening in the spirit world is that God is on his throne and his eternal plans are not changing no matter what happens. Pandemic, this, that, whatever, financial person is dead, this one is alive, this is happening. No! The glory of God is there. Angels are moving. There are things that, our things are insignificant. Our, the things and the, whatever is going on is insignificant. What matters is these wonderful things. Isaiah saw it. The house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. Then I said, Woe is me. I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. Everybody who is called is unclean. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. You see, when God calls you, you know that you are bad. Verse 6. Then flew one of the seraphims having a live coal. Okay? And verse 7. And he laid it on your mouth and he said, Lo, this has touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. Mercy from God is given to you and God cleanses your sin. Sin is something that God himself removes and shows you mercy. He forgives you and calls you no matter who you are and no matter what you have done. He still calls people who are unclean and uses them. But he removes the sin and he purges you. Purges means that he takes some painful, purges different from wiping. He purges you. He purges you. That's why you must go through some pains to remove certain things from you. Some painful experiences. For sin to be removed from your life. Because he's calling you. Yeah. Verse 8. And then I heard a voice. Wow. wow. Saying. Whom shall I send? Who will go? Who will go? Who will go? Then I said. Here am I. Send me. You know one brother. Once there was a meeting. And he said, we asked. Who will go? Or we asked, go here. He said, I want to go and pray about it. That was the end of his calling. Yes. That was the end. There's only one proper response to a call. Here am I. Send me. 
Don't try to be super spiritual and overwrite yourself. I'm going to pray about it. I need to consult with this. I need to do it. Okay, go and consult and take your own decision. That's right. The answer and the response is immediate. Here am I. Send me. Yes. Send me. Verse 9. Now, he said, go and tell the people. Hear ye indeed. You see, Isaiah was made different from the people. His his heart was flowing. Here am I, send me. But God was now sending him to people who he will be called, called, but there are some way. You'll never be called some way. And he said, go and tell these people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. See indeed, but perceive not. Like you will hear, but you never understand the calling. You, 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 see us, you see God calling you, but you never understand anything. You are sitting here, but you don't understand anything that I'm saying. How can you be here? You don't understand anything at all. What is wrong with you? You see, but you don't see. Why? Is there something wrong with you? Let the devil stop having access to your mind. You must understand simple preaching. When I'm preaching to you, I tell you, children, small, small children listen to me preaching. Yes, small, small children. They listen to me and they understand it. How come you don't understand what I'm preaching? How come you, you there, you don't understand anything? From today you will understand. Say amen. From today you will understand. Verse 10. Make the heart of these people fat. People who don't hear the call, their hearts are fat. Their heart is fat. Not the body, the heart is proud. The pride is in the heart. Big. Their ears are heavy. Are your ears heavy? And they, they, they can't see, their eyes are shut. They can't be converted. Look at it. And they convert their heart unless they understand and convert and be healed. No. You can never be converted. Because your heart is proud. Your eyes are sleepy. Your ears are dull. You don't understand any message. From today, you are delivered from that spirit. Yeah. One day, some years ago, there was a, a, I think, a revolution. And so, there was this company made up of some people, and then the soldiers were coming to investigate them. So, they had one brother. I think it was half Lebanese or half whatever. They had a brother who was mentally not okay. He was Down syndrome. So, they decided to make him the managing director of the company. So, they made him a managing director and put a suit with a tie. Yes. So when the soldiers came with their guns, hey, where is the money? Where is this? Where is the? 
he was very happy he did, because he doesn't understand anything. He was just smiling at them like that. <laughs> Everything they asked him, so he's the managing director. And he was just smiling at them. He was not afraid of them at all. He just smiled with them. And you know, Down syndrome, they like singing. So musical, very, they're very musical. He was at peace with them. Because nothing, he couldn't understand anything that they were saying. There was no threat to them. Huh? Some of you, that's how you behave when the message is coming. You don't understand anything that is coming. When God is calling you, don't get the, the, the dangers, the seriousness. You are not understanding it. But from today, you will understand the word of God. You not say amen. amen. All, all of you here, you not say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. So God is saying, you must respond to the call with a soft heart and a humble spirit. Amen. And verse 11. How long, how long will people not listen to their calling? He says, until the cities be wasted without inhabitants and the houses without a man and the land be utterly desolate. You see, as long as you don't obey the calling, it causes everything to be destroyed. Yes. Yes. You can look at people's lives as the years go by. Those who don't obey the calling, their lives are destroyed. You can write it down and watch it. So a child of God must flow with the calling. Amen. And the call of God is going to change your relationship with God. If tomorrow I call, is that Antonio? Stand up. If I call Antonio and I say, from today, I want to call you to be my assistant of protocol. Wow. What does it mean? You don't know what it means, isn't it? But would you like to do it? You like, huh? I would really like it. It's a privilege. Yes. Do you think my relationship with you would change from there? Huh? It will definitely change. Definitely. Every day I'll be calling. Antonio, are you there? Antonio, look. Come to this. Everything between me and him is going to change because I've called Antonio. That's right. Yes. How many want everything to change between you and your God? But once I haven't selected you out of the congregation, then what happens? You remain at that level. Mercy. How many are going to say, yes, Lord, here I am. Call me. Send me. Choose me. Choose me. How many of you would like for me to select you and say, you come and do this and that? That is a calling. That's a calling. That's a calling. Sit down. And that is why Judas, eh, what he did to Jesus, eh, it's a very wild thing. Say, you, pa, there were so many people and you were the one I picked out. I took you round, 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 round. Every meeting you were there. Every private place you were there. And look at what you are saying now. You are meeting with these people. They try to destroy me. Never be a Judas. 
especially if God has called you, never allow yourself to be used by the devil. In Jesus' name. Lift your hand and thank God for your calling. Thank God for your excellent calling, which is changing your relationship with God forever. Father, I thank you that you have changed my relationship with you by calling me. Thank you for calling me. Lift your hand and thank God that he has changed his relationship with you. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you glory. We give you honor. Marakata Sambola Mandele Bakamalanda Ramanadekele. Polende Parambelido Ramenligode Paramalazi Peje Lumba Kasbara Dolembe Ketobo La Dama Damando Leberede. Hey Lora Mandele Modamananda Baranomere Gede. Ayamba Malando Perido Remende Mande Keremonde Taramande Derimonde Sharalabada Melaman Barana Sandolomo Kibelen Divore Delemino Berelemede. Mandola be marandili marame Mandeliro mandele Mandeliro mandele Haya mandolondere Haya 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 mandandara mandoli mandere mindolo monderi bendele berere Membranda zombre imperidoli nebre neveno jimbe Mama regada samandore medijo mandare mandare balabadala to your be glory, to your be glory, to your be glory, to your be glory, to your be glory and honor, 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 glory and honor. Praise God right now for the relationship change, relationship change, relationship change forever and ever. Thank you for this relationship change. Thanks for this relationship change. Thanks for the relationship change. Just thank God for the relationship change. Thank you for the relationship change. Thank God for the relationship change. If you are here and you believe God has called you, God has called you, come to me in the front. Come to the front. If you believe that God has called you, come to the front. Come to the front very quickly. If you believe that God has called you, just come to the front. Yeah, just come. If you believe that God has called you, just come. If you believe that you are saved and called, come. Come, 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 come. If you believe God has called you, come. Come and stand in the front. If you believe that God has called you, come. If you believe that God has called you, come. If you believe that God has called you, come. If you believe that God has called you, come. If you believe that God has called you, come. If you believe that God has called you, come. If you believe that God has called you, come. He saved you and called you. 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 If you believe God has called you, come. If you believe God has saved you and called you, come. Lift your hands. 
Lift your hands. He has saved us and called us with a holy calling. He has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Saved us and called us with a holy calling. Saved us and called us with a holy calling. Saved us and called us with a holy calling. Saved us and called us with a holy calling. Save me and call me. 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 Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands. Renew your call, your, your, your allegiance. Joyfully say yes. 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 Father, thank you. Thank you for your mighty power that has saved and called us for all eternity. We love you and we thank you and we pledge to say yes today, yes tomorrow, and yes forever to your wonderful, merciful, compassionate calling. We give you thanks and we give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You may go back to your seats. Wow. Saved us and called us. 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 Many are saved and called. 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 Many are saved and called at the same time. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you thanks, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Everyone standing, please. Everyone standing. If you are here this morning and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, maybe somebody invited you. Close your eyes. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Maybe you were invited, but you are not born again. But you don't know Jesus. But today, you want to make a great change in your life. If you are here like that, lift up your hand like this. I want to pray with you. God bless you. 
Lift it. You want to give your life to Jesus right now. I'm going to pray with you. Then lift your hand like this. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus, come to me. Come. Come from where you are to the front. Come. 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 Come all the way to the front quickly. Come. I want to pray with you. Come. Run very quickly all the way to the front. Come on from wherever you are standing. Come and stand here. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Come all the way. It will provide all the your hands up all of you your two hands I'm going to pray with you right now and close your eyes close your eyes and say with me Jesus please forgive me for my sins today I humble myself and I give my life my heart my everything to Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Forgive me for all my sins. Today, I open my heart and I accept Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now lift your two hands. Say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. From today, I will follow you and I will serve you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, I'm going to give you one of my books. Just give it to them. And um, do we have this book in... Uh, uh, Andy, you can see. We need a braille. We have the deaf also here with us. And they are all part of the service. It's beautiful. From the school of the deaf. We have so many members. We must also bring the blind, the school of the blind. And we have to have this book in Braille so that they can read it. Amen. Are you excited about what the Lord is doing? 
Now, all of you take one of the books. It's a blessing. Now, I'm going to give you a homework. Will you do my homework? Will you do the homework? The homework is, I want you to read this book by tomorrow. Read between today and tomorrow. Try and read the book. Your life will never be the same again. Will you read it? It is my gift to you. This book costs 50 CDs, but I'm giving it to you as a free gift. Amen. All right. Lift your hands like this. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for all these ones who have come to give their lives to you. Bless them mightily and heal them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Go back to your seats. When we close, or they should go there right now. Yes, go this way and sit down on that side. All right. Now, take your Holy Communion. Take the bread. Everyone standing, please. Say with me, Lord Jesus, thank you for your body and the blood. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus Christ, we receive healing and we thank you in Jesus' name, the body of Jesus Christ. blood may your sins be forgiven and washed away and may you be healed of every plague and every disease the blood of Jesus Christ lift your hands up for your blessing may you prosper on this mountain more than all the people in Accra. May your life on this mountain be a life at an elevated level of society. May your presence on this mountain mark a historic and blessed moment of your whole life. Whatever is in Accra, you have it here from today. Whatever is in New York, you have it here today. Whatever is missing on the mountain, God provides for you right now. Receive shopping malls and restaurants and development and improvement. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord himself has blessed you and established you and healed you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit 
daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.